mic checks. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tons won't be bit. Ain't no rules. Just fill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stop. Any topic. Even the random. I'm all jittery today. <laughs> What's up, y'all? No more it's Gatorade your boy. for you. <laughs> What'd you say? No more Gatorade for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street. We keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 1,002. No, is it 1,002? Oh, I thought it was 1,015. You went up. So, okay. Joe, in the hood and everywhere else, everybody says keep it 100, Keep right? it real. Keep it real. So we usually say keep it 100. So we had Bill Tavon, and Bill's like, uh, be it should, should be more than that. It should be a bigger number than that. So we went up to 1,002. On the previous episode, she went up to 1,015. For 2015, looking to the future. All right, let's do it again. All right. So on this show, mm-hmm. we keep it street, mm-hmm. we keep it opinionated, what? we keep it what? 1,015. Take Woo! that. Take that. Those are big numbers, Joe. Those are big you can't even numbers. That number. No, that's, that's, that is big. That is, I would just go for 5,000, but who am I? Hey, hey. hey. Ooh, mm-hmm. writing that down. 5,000. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So look, on this show... We discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, craft, yes. stories, shit like that. Yes. That's how we like to That's say it. That's how y'all. we do. We keep mm-hmm. it gully in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So y'all hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolacaja. We call her, <laughs> Joe, we call her the street nerdist. I have a complaint. The street nerdist what? has a complaint. What was that name? I know we usually save our clap back towards the end, but I'm upset right now. Early now. No, because I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why I'm upset. You got to tell them what it is then. Okay, so Joe and everyone else doesn't know the clap back is basically, usually it's towards the end of the show. And what I do is when something I see that happens in Hollywood or anything to do with pop culture that just it could be something good. It could be positive, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's something that I get so incensed <laughs> and I just feel like I need to like talk to the people. And since I can't talk to them personally, I just talk to them and strangle them <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> so my complaint, I just want to get it early because I want to spend as much time with you, Joe, as possible, is this. Mm-hmm. Eli Roth. Oh, boy. What do you do now? First of all, Eli is sexy as hell. <laughs> You know who Eli is? No, he like, is ooh. gorgeous. Oh, he okay, okay. is gorgeous. Okay. So I want to preface it with that. Okay. Because that's the do. only thing that keeps me from wanting to like strangle him. <laughs> okay. He is, because you know in 2002, he came out with his cabin fever. Mm-hmm. God damn it. They are rebooting right. that shit. Yep. They are rebooting. Mm-hmm. Eli. <laughs> Eli is coming on as executive producer. Mm-hmm. All right. Dude. It came out in 2002. It is only yeah, like 2000. It's, no, 2002 oh, is 2002. when it came out. <laughs> it is only 2014. Uh-huh. You have not given that movie time to breathe and give people time to forget about it. <laughs> Before you start bringing a new one in. Really? Mm-hmm. Eli. <laughs> Even though I know you famous for like taking old movies they don't think nobody else has been watching. Yeah, I know about Cannibal Holocaust and all that stuff. <laughs> and you try to revamp it and throw it in there and make it hostile and all that shit. I'm on to you, buddy. <laughs> See what I got to deal with, Joe? No, but please, can you please, please, for the love of <laughs> us horror fans out there, mm-hmm. could you just do some original shit? <laughs> could you could you at least let another 10 years, another generation go by mm-hmm. before you reboot? And they say, they say <laughs> like it happened 40 years ago. Dude, yeah. Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, Joe. I just get upset. When well, you, you know, just that's, I guess, you beating around the bush, not <laughs> saying what you really God. God, it upsets me. So anyway, mm-hmm. stop it with your good-looking self. You, God damn it. You see, you see, you see what I got to do with uh, yeah, Joe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So listen, audience. Mm-hmm. I call them audience. Okay. We know the listeners. God damn it. They audience over here. They over here. So <laughs> y'all hear how we do it on the rant room. We crazy over here. We just be having fun. So listen, if you grown... Let's get it in. Mm-hmm. We got my man on here, my new big brother, my home team. <laughs> I say that about every my home team. Okay. <laughs> Who did something so fabulous? Oh my god! And made me so happy. Yes. But I'll save it. Yeah, save it. Save I'll it. save it for you. So Trip, <clears throat> we got my man on the show, Mister. Mm-hmm. I gotta call you Mister just because out of respect. Uh, shit. It's, yeah. You know, you a veteran. You you OG, right? See? Okay, I'll go with that. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> he the man sitting next to the man, right? Uh-huh. So look, we got Mister. Joe Sabatino, y'all. Actor, writer, producer. Italian. Director, what? Italian. Oh, he know he want to find Italians, too. We got to give you that. That is correct. I'm a gay dude. I can tell him. Damn it, he fine. Okay, he fine. Now, um... Joe Sabatino here. TV, mm-hmm. He used to be a TV host, too, didn't you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I don't yeah. even claim that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of jack of all trades. I don't know. He's like, I just hyphen, motherfucker. Okay. Just hyphen. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm everything. Very good. So here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about you. Right, because damn it, he's here. Yes, he's right. Talking about himself. Yes, because it's all about Joe all oh, the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, so I want to talk about you a little bit about your background, how you got into the game, because you've been mm-hmm. acting for a long time. He's right. Long, long, long. Right. Time. Hashtag cat daddy. Right. <laughs> there you I go. know. Back in the pimp days. Mm. Oh boy. So, cat daddy. Cat daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get into like how you got into it because I want to spend a lot of time. Talking about you know you as as a writer and producer mm-hmm. and now a director mm-hmm. and where you moving into that way because that's where the growth is to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So cool. Yeah. So let's get yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I guess you know we can. Uh, uh, you want to start off with the acting and how that. Yeah, like how it happened. Okay. I know you, you grew up in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew up in New York. Um, went to college actually uh, down at James Madison in Virginia. And um, JMU. Yeah, mm-hmm. JMU Dukes. Mm-hmm. Go Dukes. <laughs> um, and while I was uh, while I was at James Madison, just for you know, kicks. One of my buddy, I had to take a class, and I took this theater class, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." You know, I was having a lot of fun and everything like that. And, you know, one of my dreams was to play professional football. Mm. So uh, after James Madison, I had an opportunity to go over and play uh, professional football in Italy. Mm. So got a football agent, went over there, played football, uh, had a blast. Mm. And then after one season over there, my body was a little beat up and (laughs) rickety. And what position were we playing? I was a linebacker. I was a linebacker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my body was a little rickety after uh, (laughs) one season. And uh, I said, you know, I think I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. Let's wait. Go, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. He got the dream. <laughs> yeah. Made the dream and got over to his like, uh, uh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, after after you play a game and it, it takes you, you know, a couple of days to recoup. And then before you know it, after you play a game and it's taking you till Thursday or Friday to recoup <laughs> and so you're in the training you got room. Smart. You're like, yeah, you know yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So so we kind of smartened up mm-hmm. and came back to New York. And I was like, wow, what am I going to do? So at that time, I 
believe it or not, I got a job at Avon Products. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I was worked. I was a manager. Because he was pretty. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was a, I was a manager of their office services there. And one of my buddies in Manhattan was an actor. Hmm. And uh, he says, Joe, you know, you always talk about, you know, you want to be an actor. And he, he was an actor. He says, why don't you do this? Why don't you come on this commercial audition with me? Hmm. And if you book the commercial... Really commit to being an actor. And yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. So he says, listen, I'm going on this New York State lottery commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, come with me. And I said, I don't have a picture. I don't have a resume. What am I going to do? He, he says, had no headshots. Just coming off the street. Yeah. So he says, just crash the audition with me and tell him you forgot your picture and resume. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. So, um, but he says, if you book it. Mm-hmm. You know, commit to being an actor. Do something with it. So I was like, all right, what the hell? So <laughs> I'll never forget, I go in uh, to this audition. I don't even know. You know, they said, okay, slate your name. And I'm like, huh? What? You know? <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, I caught on. So I, I did that. And um, I'll never forget, they said, okay, so your line is, if you won the New York State Lottery, what you would do is you would buy his and her Maseratis for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So and they say, you know, Joe Sabatino, you won the lottery, and what are you going to do? And I simply say, I'd buy his and her Maseratis for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I with did that it. New York accent. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, with the New York accent because it's the New York State Lottery. Uh-huh. So then I went home, and two days later, I get a call, and they say, hey, you booked a commercial. Uh-huh. And so, P.S., long story short, I call my buddy, and he says, uh, you know, I said, you're not going to believe this, but I booked the commercial. He says, you son of a bitch. He says, all right. He says, you just took a job away from me, but yeah, yeah. you got to commit to it and do something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. So that was kind of... I just have I, to say something, if you don't mind. Yeah. See, that's New York, San Francisco, Chicago, the big cities, where your friends are like, come with me to an audition. In LA, yeah, they're like, yeah. I'm not even going to tell them that I have an audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a little. So, so P.S., um, with that, then I was like, well, how do you, how do you become an actor? What do you do? Mm-hmm. So in New York, there's all this, you know, theater, um, you know, all these workshops and everything. So I, my buddy said, why don't you, you know, try to get into a play or something like that, get mm-hmm. some pictures done. So I was like, okay, cool. And I was still working at Avon, and I had a great boss. Uh, her name was Melanie Terciano, and she let me do anything. So basically <laughs> what I did was at lunchtime, I used to take like a two-hour lunch, and whenever uh, I would get an audition or something, I became friends with the custodial guys in the building, mm-hmm. And they gave me a locker. So in that <laughs> locker, I put, you know, like if I was going to be a, uh, you know, form, you know, like a construction worker, oh, okay. a suit. Costumes, yeah, I don't like costumes there. there. Right. So that if I got an audition anytime during the day, I could tell my boss, listen, I've got to go out and check on a customer or something. And then I quick change like Superman, go on my audition and come back. And and I did that for two years. And in those two years, um, and it was really interesting, if you're pursuing an acting career and you have a job, on your job, you always want to show up early and leave late so they know you're dedicated. Mm -hmm. 
And then when they know you're dedicated, when you're stepping out, they don't question anything. <laughs> so, and you all, and that's you, a good point. Yeah, yeah, and you always, you know, if there's an extra job that needs to be done, you do it. Mm -hmm. So they always, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you need. Sounds like a writer's assistant. <laughs> yeah. So, no, what was funny was, and in this two years uh, back in New York, that's, oh gosh, we're going way back, but back in like the late 80s, mm -hmm. early 90s, that's when the soap operas were. Yes. You know, you had all the soap operas. Uh, you know, commercial business was really good in New York. So I, you know, then I started going out on like soap opera auditions. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I was working on One Life to Live, mm -hmm. Search for Tomorrow, <laughs> Loving, um, Ryan's Hope. And I started doing all the different soap operas. Mm -hmm. And I still hadn't even taken an acting class. Yeah. And I had an uncle who was just really he had just retired from the business and i was like what's this acting all about blah 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 <laughs> and he goes and i'll never forget he always played like the old mob guy and uh, and he, he worked a lot his name was johnny seven and uh, johnny, johnny seven, seven yeah i'm right i'm right yeah you can look yeah. him up on imdb he's got a great he's done everything mm -hmm. but he goes let me tell you something about acting acting is bullshit <laughs> And I go, okay. He, he, he was getting really creative, and he says, and here's the thing. If you believe your bullshit, you'll be a good actor. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah. They yeah. Say, instead of so acting, So I said, wow, that's interesting. Believe my bullshit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I would go out on auditions, and, you know, I would, because of my type, I would, it's funny, my family laughs, but I always kind of play the heavy, you know, mm -hmm. if it's a heavy cop mm -hmm. or gangster or what attorney. Like, six, two, six, three? What are you? Six one, six nine. No, like no, that, right? six one. I'm, I'm, no, but anyway, but so but you I carry yourself like you're okay. Like, right, six right. ten. No, <laughs> uh, but so I always so that character, I guess, is how people see me. Okay. But when my family sees me there, because you know, originally I came out here, I wanted to be a stand up comic and oh, really? you know do all of that stuff. Wow. But um, you know, my family always sees me smiling and joking around. So mm -hmm. for them to see me playing a tough guy is, you know, kind of you know, like Uncle Joe. When are, you, when are you going to smile? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I started doing the soap operas, and before I knew it, I had a recurring role on Ryan's Hope. Mm -hmm. I had a recurring role on Search for Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I had a recurring role on One Life to Live, mm -hmm. and I, I was doing all these things. So I go from this dedicated. Avon employee to now I'm sick all the time. Oh, I don't feel good. But, but you kept your job, didn't you? Yeah, I kept my job for two and a half years. I did it. Don't even ask. But wait, but wait. No one at Avon, like, I know, you know got sick or had TV? a day off. You're watching TV yeah. and go, this well, mofo said he was sick. Yeah. And he is on Ryan's Hope right now. Right. So, you know, what's funny is, um, so then I started working, doing a couple of commercials. Mm -hmm. So then my boss calls me in. Uh, one day, and she goes, uh, Joe, um, your attendance record. And I said, yeah. I said, oh, I've been feeling really bad lately. So she looks at me. She goes, I know. you're." I, a couple people tell me they see you on television. And I go, yeah, I kind of been doing a little acting. So she says, okay. And, and she was so cool because she actually worked with me. She says, Joe, I just want to let you know you do all your work. Everybody loves you. You know, the department's running great. Because wow. I was the youngest departmental supervisor Avon had hired. I was I was 22 and I was, or no, I was 24, 24, 25. 
And I was managing a st- staff of 32 people. Wow. And everyone was older than me <laughs> by probably, you know, five years mm-hmm. at minimum. So I was doing all this. And then after about two and a half years, I was really working. I'm going, wow, this is pretty wild, you know? <laughs> so then two and a half years, I was like, you know, I went into her office. I said, hey, Ma- uh, Melanie Terciano, she passed away a while ago, but she was mm-hmm. such a, a, what a beautiful spirit, mm-hmm. beautiful spirit of a lady. Um, and I said, Mel, I just, um, you know, this acting thing is kind of clicking. So I think, <laughs> making more money than yeah, I'm yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to kind of do mm-hmm. that. And it allowed me to, you know, start doing a lot of off Broadway plays, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, went into the acting and then I got so crazy. I was like, you know, this is really cool. And my brother, who was a salesman goes, dude you should get an outside sales job because then you could do all the acting you want. You never have to go to an office. You pick up another salary. So I was like, yeah. Hustle. Yeah. Yes. So then I went to work with a company called DHL in New York. And that was great because now I was an outside salesperson. I didn't even have to report to an office. Whoa. I was doing soap operas. I was doing commercials. <laughs> I was doing some modeling. And I'm going, oh my gosh, this is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want life to end wow. right now. So then... New York was just really, you know, good for me. Mm. And then uh, I went out, I came out to California, like in the, like 19, like, I don't know, probably like 89, 90. Mm. And it was February. And and I was living in Jackson Heights, Queens at the time. And Mm. I would go, and I was a boxer, and I boxed Mm. for the 109th Precinct in Queens. He thinks he's cool because he fought Superman or something. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so... You know, so I was boxing and everything like that. And I remember I would go running, you know, through the streets of Queens in, you know, January, February, when it was like four degrees and the wind chill is like minus 11. And I could remember (laughs) sweating and it would freeze on my face. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's me going for my like, you know, five mile run. Mm -hmm. So now I go out to my brother and it was like January or February. And I literally go for my run, and I'm in shorts and no shirt. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is paradise, right? And, uh, and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. But I didn't want to leave New York mm-hmm. because I had a great job, full benefits and everything. I was acting. And then I said, and I'm, you know, my dad was always a hustler doing 10 million things. And then... Um, I found out when I was out here, because my brother was is, was pursuing an acting career, he goes, wow, Joe, you know what they do out here in California? They, like, they set up these workshops, and they hire casting people to come in and audition actors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Is that something that is, mm-hmm. you know, good? Is that what happened in New York? Huh? And no one was doing it in New York. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that in New York. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. So then what I did was... I was working for DHL, and I had a, an expense account because I was a salesman. Mm. So I was like, hmm, now I really want to lock down all these soap <laughs> operas and casting people. So what I did was I talked to a buddy of mine, and I said, you corral the actors. Mm-hmm. I'll get the casting people. And then what we'll do is after we'll do- we're done, we'll take them out to dinner to a nice restaurant. Mm. Wow. And, and then we'll get to you know mm-hmm. talk to them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then Shoes. I did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that for the next couple of years. And then I started booking independent films mm-hmm. and, you know, more soap operas and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And before I knew it, I was like, 
you know, this New York is kicking, man. I'm loving mm-hmm. it. You know, I, you know, you get into Manhattan and you don't need a car. You're just buzzing, <laughs> you know, around and everything is oh, great. Oh, I can dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. L.A. <laughs> so, uh, so everything was going like really great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then my brother and my uncle are like, why don't you come out to California and really give it a shot? And I'm like... <laughs> Do some real acting. Right? I, got, I got benefits though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making a great. This was back in in eight, you know, in like late '80s, and I'm a, I'm a young kid and just on my DHL salary. I think I was making like fifty five thousand a year wow. plus my acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like making money, you know. So I'm like, why do I want to give all this mm-hmm. up? And it was it was a real big decision mm-hmm. to leave New York because I was like. I was doing off-Broadway stuff. I, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I you know, was doing a couple of commercials. I was, doing, I was killing it on the soap operas. Um, it was so funny, and I used to work on Ryan's Hope with Grant's show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. and then now 30 years later, I guest star. It was just like f- four, four months ago. I guest star on Devious Maids, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's starring, uh, it's starring Grant's show. Mm-hmm. So he goes, Joe, I know you. And I go, yeah, yeah, you do know me. He goes, where do I know you from? I go, you won't even believe it if I tell you. <laughs> so he goes, well, tell me. And I go, Ryan's Hope. He goes, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> and I said, yeah, you remember? You know, and, I, and then I told him. He goes, that's right. That's where I know you from. Mm. So it, and, and it was interesting because Grant's, we're around the same age. Mm. So, 22. Yeah, exactly, 23. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's funny, you know, now I'm graying and he's getting <laughs> older and we, we were just having a blast yeah. so it was nice. it was really fun so it was about you know the late 80s early 90s and i was like uh california i mean mm-hmm. i gotta start all over but if i don't go now i'll never go mm-hmm. oh, but it's gonna be really competitive because mm-hmm. that's like the major leagues right. of Step acting right, and right, yeah right. stepping up the game yeah you know and i I've been making some nice money. I got here. my benefits. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you, you know what, Lise, I'm telling you, you always come back to it the does. benefits. Yeah. You, it I does. I got the benefits, right? So, um, so I go. Uh, all right, I'll. <clears throat> I came out with a pretty nice nest egg. All right, I'll do it. So, uh, so I come out. Oh, so before I come out, I go, but I gotta hit the ground running. Hmm. And I was telling my brother this. I, I gotta hit the ground running. I gotta come there where. Boom, you know, I'm ready to mm-hmm. hit it. So he says, well, what are you talking about? So I said, how many uh, talent agents do you think there are in California? Uh, and we actually looked in, remember the Ross report? Oh, yeah. Was that The mm-hmm. Ross report was out here too, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Ross report, <clears throat> that was before the internet and, you know, mm-hmm. going online. There was, I think, just under 400 talent agents in L.A. at the time. Wow. So I said to my brother, I said, okay, I said, I've got to have an agent before I come out there. So he says, so what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to send my picture resume with a little note to all 398 what? talent agents. <laughs> but I'm coming to town, Joe. <laughs> I'm coming out there, baby. Get ready. No. So, uh, so I uh, so I so a month before I came out, I did a mailing mm. to I think it was like something like three hundred and ninety oh some odd oh, talent agents. Wow, that's tenacity. It <laughs> is right. So um, 
I did that mailing and you know, funny as it may seem, the first week I came out here, I had, I think, 22 appointments oh my <laughs> yeah, of agents. And not big agents, yeah, you know, yeah. like the C agents. Mm-hmm. But it was, right. it was something. It's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I set all of those meetings up for one week, the first week I got here. I literally flew into town. I was <laughs> staying with my brother on his couch, flew into town, put my bags down, and the next day, I was meeting with agents. Mm-hmm. And my wow. brother's like, how did you do that? How do you get, I got to get in on those. <laughs> funny. I've been here. Yeah. So, um, so the first week, I got an agent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is really, it, it even, I even get goosebumps when I think about it. So then the second week, um, I had an audition for The Young and the Restless General Hospital. Oh, that was a show back in the day. And Rocky yeah. Five. Wow. Right? Mm. So that was that was my first week, the second week here. I had those three <laughs> interviews. Oh my wow. God. I booked The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. I booked General Hospital <laughs> and I booked Rocky Five. Fuck it not. I booked all three. Yeah, I booked all three. Wow. And your and brother the, was like, get out. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So the funny thing was. Give him my car back. No, too. the funny thing was with Rocky, um, I booked it. Not that I booked it, I got a call back, auditioned for it, got a call back, and oh gosh, I even. I forgot who the casting director was. She was really sweet. And I was a boxer. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. and I was up for the part of Tommy Gunn that oh, okay. Tommy Morrison yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like a who's he now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, long story short, I had to go back for four more auditions. Oh, wow. Because they wanted to see you box. Right, so I right, wanted to see his box right. and do all the things. So it came down, it was, I didn't test for it, but there was only like four guys mm-hmm. they were looking for. And then, you know, we heard, you know, we, for the last one I went in, then the casting director says, you know, you and this three other guys have done great, but uh, Sly wants this, saw this guy Tommy Morrison fight, mm-hmm. and I, he was supposedly related to John Wayne or whatever, and so I was like, okay, Nepotism. so I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's it, but he kept Just because John Wayne's your uncle. Well, what was cool was he kept us as, you know, the four of us he kept as boxers in the movie. Oh, nice. And then, so then, Pia's long story short, um, so we worked on the movie, and something happened with the director and Sly. Well, <laughs> what was funny was I was so excited because now I booked uh, The Young and the Restless, booked uh, playing a cop on The Young and the Restless, General Hospital playing a gangster on General Hospital. <laughs> Both shows are going on at the exact same time. Wow. So it's like, cool. And then... You know, I told my brother, I go, Mike, you got to come down to the set of Rocky. Because, you, know, <laughs> you know, we were all, when Rocky 1 came out, I, mean, I think I was in 7th or 8th oh, grade. Oh, yeah. Italian and I remember Stallion. working out to the hey, movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to lift weights to that movie in my garage. <laughs> so, right. So, uh, I was so excited to be on that movie set. I'll never forget. I'm actually, my first scene was doing a fight scene with Tommy Morrison. Mm. So I'm like, oh, this is great. And, you know, I just finished playing football, so I was done like Jack. <laughs> and uh, I come out, you know, Stallone yeah. and everything, and I put my boxing trunks on, and I come out, 
and I became very good friends with the stunt coordinator, mm-hmm. and he goes, Joe, come here. And I go, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, my veins are popping <laughs> out. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, your boxing trunks are on backwards. No. And, I, and I look down, and I go, I'll be right back. <laughs> so I went back to my dressing room, turned, because I was so excited oh, just to be there. So I put the boxing trunks back on, went in there, and, and you know, it went really well. But as it turned out, I guess Sly and the director had some issues and everything got cut. But it was cool because I was on the movie for right. six weeks. Right. So I, you know, and I remember telling my, my brother and my uncle, California is so easy. I mean, first week, bang, three auditions. Okay. And, and then, then the third week comes. <laughs> the third week went to like the 25th week of oh no work. Oh, my God. It just was like, oh, man. So I was like, I guess it was beginner's luck. But, you know, then I kind of. So it hasn't always been all roses. No, <laughs> not at all. So then what happened was after that initial bang, it went really quiet for me. Mm. So I was like, okay. And I'm the kind of person where I have to always be hustling. So I was like, you know, I got to get a, get a job. Mm-hmm. So what I, my first thing was I went out to, I go, you know, where's all the nightclubs and everything like that. And uh, my brother said, well, you got to go to Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So I literally, I remember going over the hill <laughs> and Parking my car right by the nine thousand building, oh, yeah, um, yeah, and right. then there, then the nightclub started, okay. mm-hmm. and I literally walked the street, you know, knock on the door. Hey, I'm, I just got in town. I'm looking for bouncer work, <laughs> and then I. Believe it or not, the guy. I was in the Rocky yeah, the movie. Most I've ever heard of any I know. <laughs> no, no, no. But the guys that owned Bar One, there was a, mm. a nightclub called Bar One. Mm. I knocked on there. They were from New York, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, I just got in town." You know, I used to, and then I bounced. Even with all the sales jobs, I bounced in like every nightclub in New York. Okay. So I was like, you know, I bounced in this nightclub, that nightclub, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, "You want to work our door?" Mm. And I was like, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, you're the doorman. And so I worked with another guy. And this was such a hot nightclub. Hmm. And this is going, again, this is like early 90s mm-hmm. that I'll never forget this. Like the who's who of Hollywood came to this nightclub. Hmm. And I would work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I worked four nights. Okay. Peak nights. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a Friday night, in tips alone, I'd probably make about $1,200 a night. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Because people a, trying to get in? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, really? yeah. On a Saturday night, I'd probably make yeah, between 1000 and 1500 <laughs> So, I, And this was cash just going <laughs> south. And I'm going, and at the, and then, so I had the bouncing job, and then I got, because I worked for DHL in New York, mm. I went around the airport and got an air freight sales mm, job. You did not. Yeah, so I was working <laughs> during the, I was making more money bouncing at the nightclub, <laughs> but... You need the benefits. Yes. So I had to get the benefits. I had to get with a regular job. But I was outside. Uh So then I was doing that whole thing and working at this nightclub, which is really... Here's another interesting thing. I was like, now I'm hooked up. I'm working in the nightclub. I mean, it's the who's who. Yeah, who's who of Hollywood. Producers, directors. Um, 
you know, have the sales job during the day. I'm mm. flexible where right. I can go out, you know, on my auditions. But the one thing I learned, which, you know, in hindsight now, is when you're an actor mm-hmm. and you're, you know, bouncing out of a nightclub and stuff, people, and this is really interesting because life comes sure. full circle. Sure. And people know you as, hey, they don't know your name. Hey, you're the doorman at bar one. Oh, hey, okay. like I'd be on an audition mm-hmm. and, um, you know, whether it's Paramount, Universal, Warner Brothers, and people would see me and go, hey, yo, you're the doorman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, yo, you're the doorman. You're the doorman. You're the doorman. And it puts a perception in people's heads. Oh, okay. So now to see me as an actor, you know, oh, it kind of had that little sure. thing. But And you would think that, you know, hey, I'll let you in. You know, you let them in. You take care of them. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of you. But doesn't yeah. doesn't really work like that. <laughs> right. But... I just figured, you know what, I'm making like great cash here, so right. you know, I'll deal with it. And it was really interesting because the people that I ran into at that bar one was, you know, when and we'll get to it, but how after I sold sure. necessary roughness, mm-hmm. they were like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, What do you mean, oh my gosh? And they go, you, you were the doorman. Door <laughs> you were the doorman, and and oh, you man. did what people come out to California and dream about doing. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought about it, and I was like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so so it it was really interesting. So the um, you know that whole so then I then I started to once, and it's really interesting when you have, you know, when your mind is more than just being an actor. Mm-hmm. You have a day job that you're, you know, you're shucking and jiving, more relaxed, doing the hustle. Right. You're so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I want to tell you a story about yeah. your buddy show, NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. But you're so much more relaxed. And then at mm-hmm. night you have a job to go to, mm-hmm. you know, bouncing. And that's a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. And then you're working out during the day. And I can remember when I went on my first audition at NYPD Blue, mm-hmm. I literally was in the Botchko building on the Fox lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and now when I go on auditions, I've got a briefcase, all my sales material, I'm in a suit, you know? And now i got to go play a cop or whatever, so maybe I'll take off the tie or whatever. But I could remember, and this was before, this is like we had the flip phones, you know? But in the office... Yeah, yeah, no, it was after the break. But, but in the office, in all of the offices, they always had a phone, all right? And they didn't have these deals where, you know, I remember I'd always be running out of minutes, you know. <laughs> so I was in the Botchko uh, waiting room, and I said to the woman, I said, can I borrow your phone? <laughs> so she's like, yeah, sure. She didn't know I was going to open up my Rolodex and make all my sales calls. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm dialing. Multitasking. Like, okay. Yes. I'm literally in the office, because I always look at it, too, as an actor, you know, all your preparation is done at home. And, you know, if, you, if you're really studying your lines when you're in the office, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not the greatest right, thing. Right. But um, so, you know, I had all my, my stuff down in my head. But so I'm calling, you know, my customers that I'm going to go see after this audition. And I'll never forget there was an actor sitting like this close. And I'm like, yeah, so, OK, uh, you know, we're going to get, you know, 10 pallet loads and we're going to put it on the American <laughs> Airlines flight. And, you know, it's going to go, you know, to go from New York, New York to London and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And working all mm-hmm. this out. 
and I hang up the phone and the actor looks at me and he goes, you're going to book this part. Hmm. And I'm like, why would you even say that, hmm. dude? I, you know? And he goes, I know you're going to book this part. Hmm. And it was uh, for a recurring role on NYPD Blue. Hmm. It, it was, uh, it was like four or five of us that they always used on the show to hmm. introduce the crime and everything hmm. like that. And, How many episodes did you do? Like eighty? Oh uh, yeah, so, like I did all eleven years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was like you know sixty or eighty. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know. But um, it it was so funny. So he said that, and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then you know, I finished writing up my sale, you know, my sales report, my call list at the audition. Yeah, at the audition, <laughs> absolutely. And then I put the paper in my briefcase, and I finally sit there and. You know, the girl comes out, Joe Sabatino, you're next. Okay. So take, out, <laughs> take out my script, read it through a couple of times. She goes, you ready? I'm yeah, okay. Go in there, read it. And I was like, you know, whatever. Right. I felt all right with it. And then, boom, I got home, and next day, I got the part. And then I did the pilot episode, and I did the first four or five that season, mm-hmm. And they actually flew me back to New York, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I was actually in Manhattan wow. shooting NYPD Blue in my <laughs> sales territory. Calling the that, family up. Hey. Oh, no, 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 I'll tell you. Hey. No, I'll tell you a funny story about that. But I was in, we were shooting in the same, uh, in my sales territory that I worked for DHL. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking... Who would think in a million years I would be shooting a television show, the most popular television show on television at the time, in Manhattan, in the same, on the same streets mm. that I used to walk for customers? Right. Now, a lot of my buddies, I would say, probably about five of my good friends are New York City cops. Uh-huh. Okay. So, of course, you know, me being me, mm-hmm. I call up my buddies and I'm going, yo, bro, you got to come down to the set. I'm shooting <laughs> NYPD. I got like three lines. I'm shooting NYPD Blue. I play yeah, I'm one of the fucking stars over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, I, and it was, they were really good to me at mm-hmm. NYPD Blue because the first year I played a gangster under Joe Santos mm-hmm. and Bobby Costanza. Mm-hmm. And, then something happened, and that whole mafia storyline got chucked. And then the next year, they brought me back as a cop. <laughs> Nobody noticed. Nobody no. noticed. So, uh, but but it was so cool because what I did was I called all my buddies, mm. and I was like, "Yo, bro, listen, I'm shooting down here at like 36th and Sixth Avenue. You gotta come down to the set, you know." So like, okay, you know, we're working, but. You know what? I'll come with the co- I'll come with they call it a sector car. I'll come with the sector car and come on the set. And I go okay, come down. I'm in this trailer. So <laughs> they go. So they go okay, cool. We'll see you later. So no sooner than I hang up the phone, I call. I talk to the police that are guarding. You know, the movie police that right. are guarding the set. I go listen. I got four of my friends, five of my friends that are coming down. They're New York City cops. <laughs> Don't let him on the set. Uh, Don't let him on the set. And you they, are and they not go, right. Are you serious? And I go, yeah, they're going to come in. They're going to roll in with their cars, say, and this is what I want you to say, Mr. Sabatino can't be bothered. He's he's one of our actors on the show, and he's he just can't see fans or something like that. So they, oh, so my phone, so they get there. My phone starts blowing up, and they go, listen, you mother. And I start cracking up. I go, no. So then we were just laughing. It was hysterical. Oh, my God. It was so funny to see. I mean, you know, they got their squad cars on the sidewalk, right, right, you know. Right. It's like crazy. Uh, he, Mr. Sabatino. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was just like, because these are guys that I grew up with, mm-hmm. played high school football oh, with. They're cool. just old, old friends. So, yeah, so we had a great time. Aww. But so it was, 
it was really interesting. And then once I got NYPD blue, then I started getting, you know, like the CSI. Oh, the momentum started and then, picking and then up. And I yeah. started to really uh-huh. rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And, and then, it, then it became, you know, tough to have that, you know, sales job. Sure. So then, you know, and the, the great thing about it is, uh, you know, once you start, you know, you got a regular job and then the acting starts making money. Now you're getting the benefits right. from, you know, so the guild and stuff right. like that. So now you're like, you kind of weigh it. And there's always that thing. Well, if I let go of the job, <laughs> what if stuff you know, doesn't? Yeah. Uh, so you have to get that every he, year. You're, you're, such, a, to you're such a practical it. person. Yeah, so <laughs> now you got to. And I always look at it where you got to work everything mm. Until and, and I would rarely sleep, like you know, and I was still bouncing at the clubs. And <laughs> but you got to work everything until you can't do it, and then whatever gives, mm-hmm. you know, then you do your other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really interesting because, you know, that so going through the '90s was like fantastic as an actor for me because just with uh, with uh, the Young and the Restless, oh gosh, I mean, I must have did over a hundred. Mm-hmm. shows or you know each day is a mm-hmm. show so i must have done over a hundred shows for the young and the restless i probably did for general hospital i don't know maybe 40 some odd mm-hmm. shows let me ask you a question yeah. since you're talking about soaps <clears throat> i heard you interview um one of the soap stars on when you were hosting. oh yeah steve uh, steve yeah and <laughs> you were talking you asked him about the difference between doing acting for soap and acting for totally a, yeah what's your thing about that Oh, I totally think the soap opera... Everybody says, oh, soap opera acting. It's, you know, it's <laughs> blown. Let me tell you something. I got all the respect in the world for the soap opera actors. Okay. I think as a uh, as a medium, I think doing plays is probably the hardest thing as an actor. Mm-hmm. And then the next hardest thing is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Because... Especially if you're consistently on yeah, it. Yeah, because sure. if you're consistently on it. Yeah. Because, well, it's, it's actually like three days a mm-hmm. week. But mm-hmm. you get... Even as a recurring character that I had, I mean, there would be days I'd have 15, 20 pages. And that's, that's like nothing mm-hmm. to a series regular on a, on a soap. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's nothing. Because mm-hmm. my man was saying he threw like 30, 40 pages sometimes, didn't he? Who? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And um, yeah, it's, in, it's, it's such an inordinate amount to memorize, yet... Because they're, you know, it's a three camera shoot. Mm-hmm. You're, the blocking is so much too. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, you have to go, you know, say your line on this mark and then say your line on that mark. So there's so much that goes on and it's like, it happens so mm-hmm. fast. It's mm-hmm. like boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. So my hat really goes off to soap opera mm-hmm. actors. I mean. Well, I learned that because I grew up with Shamar Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we used to audition for shit in San Francisco and theater and everything. And I watched him move to L.A. and get on the soap and really become an actor. You know, just developed. Sure. What up, Shamar? You know what I mean? Yeah, he was, on, on, uh, he was on The Young and the Restless when yeah. I was working. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's just a beast now, you mm-hmm. know, on yeah. um, Criminal Minds. Right. And then, but I just watch him now where he is now, and I see where he got his core from. Absolutely. It was like mm-hmm. being, being doing theater. Right. He just... You know what? That's exactly really how grew. I look at it. It's like, you know, it, it's such great training because mm-hmm. you have that pressure of lights, camera, action, sure. and you've got to deliver. Um, I think it. I think it's a. It's just a wonderful environment um, to really hone your skills. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And you know, and people say, well, 
soap opera acting is different from film acting, is different from, you know, TV. You know, I, I look at acting as, it's, you know, what is the script, you know, how does the script tell you, you know, everybody gets so, you know, with all this ideology about, you know, sitcom acting and, you know, soap opera <laughs> acting and feature film acting. Mm. You know, how does the script read and how, how does the script talk to you to portray this character? It's all acting to me because so many, so many soap actors have gone on to blow up to be these exactly. tremendous A-list, sure, so please. Sure. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I kind of think everybody in our industry, and we all are, mm-hmm. everybody is on their own journey. Sure. And, and that journey, you know, some, you know, soar up mountains. Some, you know, go up mountains and go in valleys. Mm-hmm. Some just stay in the valley. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and everybody has their own adventure that we're sure. going through in this life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you know, I just look at it, be grateful for what comes, and, you know, you just keep pushing forward. And, you know, what will be, will be. <laughs> So <laughs> that was part one with Joe Sabatino, my home team, my big brother. So I know y'all got some game on that episode. Um, so I want y'all to tune in for part deuce, as we like to say, which I'll drop next week. Um, but this was part one. Um, wanted to spend some time with my man and, you know, really give you guys some game on, you know, what he's doing and <clears throat> how he became a working actor and, you know, got into writing and all that shit like that. So... Um, but part two, man, he's going to drop the, the science to let you guys know how he sold um, Necessary Roughness. You know, give you guys some serious, serious game on that one. So check it out. Um, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. You know, keep, keep showing us some support. Keep supporting us. You know, keep spreading the word and retweeting us and all that. We love all that. Um, and please go on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate that shit. Um, And we will uh, catch up with you guys next week. So hope you guys had a really cool-ass turkey day. And uh, you know how we do it on on the Rant Room. We keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 1,002. That's what's up, y'all. And don't forget to see, to check me out on on Twitter, Hilliard Guest and Screenwriters RR. Peace. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. Big as a brand. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We only grow shit. Welcome to the ramp room. Ah!